Recovering Entrepreneur Show. How are you today? I'm very well, Bobby. Thank you so much for allowing me to be one of your guests. This is a pleasure. Me too. And I can't believe what a small world it is that uh, I just moved out of Schenectady and near up in Albany, New York. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. So you're on the show today to help the brick and mortar entrepreneurs out there, small businesses, and I'm sure you'll help more than that, but that seems to be one of the focuses that you're an expert on. So I'd love for you to share your knowledge, but before we dive in, how about you give us a little introduction, who you are, what your background looks like, what do you want to be when you grow up, whatever makes us smarter. (laughs) Well, first of all, let me say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm technically what's referred to as a direct response marketer. And as Bobby knows, that means that all of your advertising, promotions, business cards, everything should have a CTA, call to action. You want your prospect, your ideal potential customer to come in contact with your email message, your signature file, your uh, offline snail mail postcard, your website. You want them to take some type of action. It doesn't automatically mean you're jumping to the sale now. In other words, you're not trying to get married on the first date, but you might want them to join your list, call a toll-free number, book a strategy session. Don't do this corporate type advertising and promoting where they just put their name out there and they have the, the brand. You know, they call this these people that make seven figures telling people how to build their brand and all that. You and I can't afford that. You're going to go broke. You need to cut to the chase and have a specific CTA call to action, depending on what you're trying to do. Are you trying to lead generate? Are you trying to get them to go to the next step? Something. You 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 monitor and base the success, your key, uh, KPIs, uh, uh, your metrics off of key performing in- indicators. I, I said KPI and I shouldn't have said that. But the point is, make your marketing and promotion accountable. If you'll do that, you're going to start seeing more success. And it isn't about the size of your business, ladies and gentlemen. It's about the strategies you use and techniques to get you and I to the next level as inexpensively, as fast as possible. And I don't want to sound like a Grant Cardone uh, clone, but when he talks about 10xing your results, if you do the things that Bobby and I are going to lay out for you in this interview, you're going to start moving it forward. Now, I don't know if you're 10X, but I guarantee you, you are going to move forward faster and you're going to be more profitable. And if I could add this too, Bobby, ladies and gentlemen, there's a difference between generating sales, generating revenue, and generating profit. What we're going to share with you today is going to help you generate more profit on both the front or the back end. And we'll get into all this back end stuff, you know, in a minute down the road. But the bottom line is stop doing advertising that just puts your message out in front of people. That's a waste of time. Give them direction. What do you want them to do? Let them know. And the ones who are most interested, they'll take the action you want. You're a little passionate about this marketing stuff, Mark. (laughs) Absolutely. 
All right. Absolutely. So- and here's why. Here's why, Bobby. I'm sorry, but I just you, you I got to piggyback off what you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, when you really I call it idea leverage and currency. When you really get into this, what you're going to see is I like to call them uh, opportunity holes. You're going to see all these previously untapped opportunities that you can leverage so much easier than the stuff you're doing right now. All right. Well, you gave us a really good, like overarching and you went quick, right? Like, so if I was um, listening to the show for the first time, or maybe just starting my little entrepreneurial journey, uh, CTA called the action KPI, all that good stuff. So um, we're going to, we're going to simplify it uh, so that we're making sure that everybody's talking our language. Okay. So absolutely. And like I said, I love your passion. So it's really, really good. <laughs> so let's start, let's start at the beginning um, and break down. Cause you, you put a lot of, a lot of gold in there. A lot of really impressive <laughs> I, stuff. I hope and, so, okay, so I hope so. My call to action for you is, is let's go step by step. So let's say, can I give you maybe a hypothetical? Would that be a good way to do it? Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So as I was telling you, I'm going to have a focus on florists with my newest program. So let's pretend I'm Bobby the florist and I want to promote my new shop. I just moved into a new area. How would you suggest if I hire you, Mark? To promote my floral business, what does that look like? What direction do you give me? Well, first of all, here's what we're going to have. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very powerful. Pay close attention to this because here's where a lot of small business entrepreneurs and service providers are blowing. What if I told you, if I challenged you, I said, I want you to walk through this minefield and certain places you step, there's a bomb and you could potentially be blown to bits. But if you make it, you'll get a six-figure payday, guaranteed. But here's the challenge. You'd have to do it blindfolded. Oh, my. I think 99.9% of you would say, no way. And I say, why? You say, it's too dangerous. How in the world, entrepreneur, can you possibly justify spending a nickel on advertising, promoting, marketing, whatever term you want to use, when you have no realistic idea whatsoever what your ideal customer is worth to your business or service. you need. I want you to go to YouTube or Google, and I want you to Google what is lifetime customer value, total lifetime customer value. Watch a couple of videos, read a couple of blog posts, and you should have a concrete idea of how to go about getting a semi-realistic idea of what a customer is worth. And I'm just going to, let's throw a hypothetical out, Uh, Bobby. Let's say your ideal customer spends spends money with you seven different times in a year. Remember, this is hypothetical. Seven different times, and they're worth $1,000 gross. Does it make sense for you to prepay for an ad that ultimately costs you $1,500 because you got a discount on it? And this is the kind of stuff you're doing. It makes no sense whatsoever. You're upside down before you start. So here's my point. Once you know what that customer is worth, now you can get strategic. Because remember, you don't have to spend a dollar over here. You might be able to find or track that exact same ideal customer for 27 cents each. You say, well, wait a minute, Mark, how would I do that? Because somebody already has direct access 
to your ideal customer. And they're not directly competing with you. And that 27 cents or 42 cents you invest with them helps them grow. It lowers your costs. And if you have a back end, meaning additional sales process, you can make a lot more money a lot faster, dramatically lower the risk of being in business because you're lowering your upfront costs. That's the kind of things we're going to share with you today, how to do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Bobby. So here's what I would recommend. First thing, I want you to go find out where your ideal customers are hanging out. Here's a, here's a simple idea. Where you go to get your hair done or, or your nails done, guess who 99% of the clientele are there? Women. Ha ha. Do women love flowers? Oh, you better believe it. So since you know the hair, hair, uh, the, the hair salon owner, the nail salon owner, even going there as a customer for years, Bobby, can I share something with your audience? Because I don't think they get this, especially you guys. Do you know another name for a women's hair salon or a women's uh, nail salon, fellas? It's called Command Central. <laughs> you know why? Because when women go to the hairdresser, you know what they find out? Who's pregnant? Who just had their first grandchild? Who just got promoted on their job? Who just lost their job? Who just invested in some new property? Who's starting a new business? Who just lost their house in foreclosure? Who's moving out of state? Everything. So here's what you want to do. You want to put a bouquet of nice flowers in the uh, hair salon so that when the ladies come in, the first thing, they the, the visual and they smell it and it's going to start conversations. Girl, where did you get those beautiful flowers? And she's going to say, oh, you know, that uh, floral shop that just opened two doors down. That's a friend of mine. She's a customer. Her name is Bobby. Really? She's got a card over Actually, I'm sorry, it's an index card and it's dated. If you take that card, you can go into her shop and get X percent off. A girl just for dragging a friend with you who's at least 18, it's double, 20% off. Now, ladies, the numbers aren't concrete when I say. So it's either a small amount for coming by themselves, but a, a, a bigger ethical bribe for dragging a friend. Because think about this, Bobby, here's what most people don't realize. When you go on local radio and local television, and I know for some of you, you're strictly online. You say, oh, Mark, that's old school. But listen, direct snail mail, radio, primetime radio, right? primetime television, were here long before something called the internet. Don't forget that. Okay? Now, so here's the point. If she, Bobby tries to go on radio, you know what she's going to have to do? She can't possibly be arrogant enough to believe she can run one ad and get it done. She, me, you, nobody can. She's going to have to run it over and over and over and over. And they say on average, Bobby, seven to 21 touches, exposures. Think of that as cost. Mm -hmm. So let's say the ad costs $600. 600 times 21? Are you kidding me? To get somebody to say, oh, oh, what is this lady's name? What's the name of her shop? What is her product? She may as well take her money, put kerosene on it, and light it on fire. Mark, can I, can I clarify hand. something? Um, sure. Are you for or against paid advertising? I am for it when you know how to use it. 
And what I'm suggesting is the way it's being utilized by the average small business owner, they got a blindfold on. And they're walking through that uh, minefield. It's like, you know what? This is a recipe for disaster. And I'll tell you why I say that. As soon as I look at your headline, I know you don't know what you're doing. You say, what do you mean, Mark? You don't have a what's in it for me headline. You have a I'm copying somebody else I saw run this advertisement, advertising. That ain't going to get it done. You don't have a PS. What do you mean, Mark? You're supposed to have a PS. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, other than the headline, that's the, the PS is the next most read thing on your email, your postcard, your uh, offline sales letter, your website, whatever, your, your sales page on your website, and you don't have one. You're talking you about a regular PS. P.S. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be paying for advertising yet. You kind of got the cart before the horse. You don't know how to write what's in it for me. Bullet points. What's the most important bullet point? That should be the first thing. That's your most powerful benefit. And then, you know, just in order, the second, the third, depending on how many you use. You don't have them. You're sort of like I said. You got a blindfold on and you're sort of, you know, with the cane groping around. No. So here's my point. Before you spend a nickel on a big time traditional paid advertising campaign, I want to know that you got the fundamentals down. If you got the fundamentals down, yeah, then it makes sense to do it. Most of you don't, sadly, I'm telling you. In fact, if we do an audit, I can look and say, okay, how many of, oh, Bobby, let me share the magic question. Is it okay if I share the magic question with your audience? Please. I'm going to try this out on Bobby right now, ladies and gentlemen, live. This is not scripted. And we're going to find out if this Mr. Marketing guy has the goods or not. Bobby, is it okay if I periodically refer you to new customers and uh, uh, clients? Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, did you catch that? 95 to 98% of the time, when you ask the magic question with somebody you already have an established relationship with, you will get an emphatic yes. Now, here's your immediate follow-up without hesitation. You say, you, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you can use whatever wording you want, but it's the concept. And by the same token, Bobby, as long as it doesn't take away from anything you're currently doing or will have going on in the not-so-distant future, are you okay with periodically returning the favor? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what you didn't catch and what she just said in our little exchange. Mark, not only are you uh, getting access to my current uh, pool of resources, connections, and experience, but the ones I'm going to have in the future, which are even better. This is called leverage, ladies and gentlemen. Now, think of it this way. What if Bobby and I are sitting and talking, exchanging information? Then Bobby gives a little small, say we meet at Dunkin' Donuts or a mom and pop place, and it's five or six of us. This is even better, right? But what if she then goes online, does a webinar, and a hundred of us show up? See the leverage? Or a podcast. In this case, I'm the guest. She's the host. So I'm leveraging everything she's already done. She's the one who's worked hard to build the audience. You and I slide in front of this audience do what we do. Then she puts it out on social media. I put it out on social media. Do you see the leverage? Now, to get back to my point about the hair salon and, and nail salon, Bobby, 
let's say there's the owner of the uh, hair salon and four stylists. So that's five people. Everybody, and I got to get my calculator out for this. Everybody knows at least 25 people. So five times 25, that's uh, 125 people. And we work off the percentage that 30%, 0.3 are potential customers. So that means 37 people out of that 125 are ready to become Bobby's customers if she's got the right offer for them. 37 times 25, that's 925 locals. So the point is just by sticking those flowers in there, one of her better floral arrangements now, she's going to, and think about this. Somebody could say, hey, I know somebody who's planning a wedding. B, I know uh, uh, my brother or my brother-in-law, his wife or his girlfriend, she's about to have a birthday party. This lady's pregnant. You've got all kind of opportunities to get your product in the hands of men and women who want it. And here's the other thing. I won't say all, Bobby, but I guarantee you some of those uh, hair or nail salon people, they're very photogenic, which means they don't have a problem hopping on Facebook, doing a Facebook Live. And while they're doing hair, turn their phone and say, look at that beautiful bouquet of flowers. You want to know where I got that from? I made a special arrangement just for you to go see my friend Bobby and blah, 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 blah. And you mentioned this and you get X percent off. But if you drag a friend with you, you get X plus. Now, did you need a $2 million uh, uh, budget, advertising or marketing budget to get this kind of massive exposure? And if Bobby herself does Facebook Lives and just happens to have a nice floral uh, bouquet arrangement behind her, and she says, I got a special offer for all my local followers here. If you'll come to my shop and you always want to put and make it time sensitive, ladies and gentlemen, you come to my shop by this date, give them a window, five, 10 days, whatever it is, test. You get X percent off, but simply for dragging a friend, you get X plus. And when you're in my shop, by the way, if you own a business or a service, please let me know. Because I have a special offer, not only for you, but your employees, your vendors, your suppliers. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see the potential leverage we're talking about here? I hope you do. So I'm going to apologize to you and to the audience. There's this bug that's been living in this room. <laughs> and he hides whenever I get my mother to come up and kill it. So I'm trying to get her to come up and kill it. So we might get distracted with that. Oh, okay. You got to stay safe now. It's, it's like this big. I don't like it. Ooh. But it was making noises and distracting me. So uh, not fun. Not fun. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, um, there was, there was three things. So what I got out of that, that's like referral is, is that Absolutely. what you're talking about? I would say referral steroids. Yes. Okay. Our, I want to talk about, because you mentioned profit and um, the difference. Versus revenue. Right. Revenue sales. So our, our is your suggestion and advice, would that be, if you're going to discount, it's okay, come in. I told the audience you're going to kill it for me. It's on my light. The stuff's over in the window. In the window. I don't have any windows in here. So in the window is your zapper and your paper towel. She's going to rescue me. Um <laughs> 
and I'm going to try not to scream. So, right. are are would your suggestion be? Do you see it right there? Relax, Bob. I'm relaxed. Um, <laughs> it's gone. Thank you. Huh, thank you. Awesome. Yes, mom. Mom hooked me up. Would you suggest that they build these discounts into their pricing, or that they take a loss? No, no, no. They can absolutely build it in. Remember, we're basing our strategies off the fact you know what a customer's worth. So let's say $100. Out of that $100, you're going to net, let's say, 60 which means your cost is 40 What I'm saying is the way we're going to promote now, your cost is only 20 say 10 to 20 which means you don't have to go all the way up to the edge and then try and create a profit out of a small amount of money. Instead, because you're lowering your upfront costs by not doing radio, television, and newspaper, and these things, and you're still getting to the bottom line, which is that customer, and then leveraging that customer to bring another customer. In fact, Bobby, tell me, tell me uh, in this statement for me, you go into McDonald's and you say, I'd like the uh, strawberry shade and the quarter pound of cheese. What does that trained 17 year old all over the world come back with the six magic words? You want fries? Would with that. you like fries and a Coke with that? Right? Yeah. Now, if McDonald's didn't have what they call an upsell or a bump, those franchises would struggle because there's so much upfront cost. But now they're going to get 10 to 40% on average, maybe in some areas a little higher, there's more teenagers or whatever. They're going to get 10 to 40%. In other words, one out of every hundred or four out of, I'm sorry, one out of every 10 or four out of every 10 or, you know, 10 out of every hundred or 40 out of every hundred to say yes. But then McDonald's, because they're so brilliant and they make a lot of money, they hired some of the best marketing people in the world. They said, how can we do a Grant Cardone with this strategy? Said, how can we 10X it? So here's what they came up with. After you and I say yes to the, would you like fries with that? They ask you a simple question. They say, supersize you? And another 10 to 40% say yes. And notice, McDonald's isn't discounting the fries. They're getting retail. When you and I do what's called a bump, we're offering a discount. Like in this case, what I'm saying, we're going to leverage those first few customers to get the retail customers behind them, but we're not going to go broke trying to get the first customer. That's the difference. Okay. So I think what I heard was instead of, you're just moving the money around. You have a marketing budget. There you go. Okay. That's exactly what you're doing. That's okay, exactly so that's what, one. <laughs> what are the other two strategies, Mark? Okay, for instance, here's another one. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you mail a customer an order, anytime, if you do not have an extremely time-sensitive, market-tested, what we call bounce-back offer, meaning another offer to buy something at a slight discount, shame on you because you're leaving money on the table, because just like McDonald's has a certain amount of their daily customer base that says yes to that upsell, your best customers are going to say yes to that offer, which means you didn't have to advertise to get 
this additional revenue. It's right in front of you. If you're not using bounce back offers, you're leaving a ton of money on the table. And and bounce back are on emails? Is that what they are? Oh, no, no. I'm saying, in other words, if say you get a, an order in the mail, they're sending you your order. The company that's sending you that should have a market tested, extremely time sensitive, a flyer with a date on it, nothing else, telling you to make a purchase before this date, you know, which is scarcity, uh, and you'll give them a discount. Okay. And now let's take this a step further. Let's take this a step further. Let's suppose it's my company. I'm mailing something out. I don't compete with Bobby, but Bobby and I know each other. If it's relevant, then I put Bobby's offer in there. Uh, you know, a low end, front end uh, product that she's going to sell to my audience. And if Bobby's smart and she's very savvy, what she'll do is run her numbers and say, okay, I got a, I'm just making this up. I got a $30 spread in here. I'm going to offer Mark half uh, above cost now, $30 spread. I'm going to offer him half, 15 bucks for every sale. And I'll say, Mark, as soon as you send me 25, it goes up to 20, you know, 25 customers. Your end goes up to $25 a sale, which means she's taking $5. But what she's banking on is all the additional sales or repeat sales, the testimonials, the referrals. Think of it this way. If you know your average customer spends money with you, and I'm just lazy, I'm just using these numbers to you know, give you the concept. If they're going to spend money with you seven times in a year and stay with you on average, Three years. Some will say five, some will say one, but your average is three years. Couldn't you possibly give away the lion's share of that first sale to net the other 17? That's the concept. Yeah. And I would advocate, I would advocate for um, those listening. Mark's absolutely right. However, I think you need to track it and manage it. Right. To, you you talk about these numbers and, and you have to confirm that the ROI is there, that the return on investment. Is Absolutely. There, and that those stats fact, line up with individual industries. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you said it. everybody's numbers. is in a, This is the template, ladies and gentlemen, but everybody's numbers is going to be different. And you're going to discover your part of gold and say, that's the sweet spot right there. And let me just say this. And I know Bobby can confirm this. If you notice, because she and I were chatting before we came live. The great $100 million plus man himself, Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson is happy to make the lion's share of the money on the back end. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He'll give away the farm up front because he knows percentage wise. Like say, for instance, let me just show you an example. And I know this is so uh, convoluted, but it's to give you the same concept. Russell asks you to buy a book and he says, all you pay is shipping in hand, you know, and, and that covers the cost of the hardcover book, two bucks or whatever it is. Okay. Soon as you and I say yes to that, you click, guess what? Russell's got another offer that says, hey, you bought that? You might be interested in this. And, and wouldn't you know it costs a little more money? A certain percentage of us, would you like fries with that? Say yes, we click that and guess what? He keeps what he calls a value ladder. He keeps going up the ladder because you know what he knows? Out of X many sales, a certain percentage of getting his $10,000 coaching program. 
X percent will get in his $25,000 coach program. X percent will get in his $100,000 uh, coaching program. And think of a funnel. It's going down, 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 down. And ultimately, a half to one and a half percent are going to go for his seven-figure coaching program. So yep. if he knows he's going to net uh, grow, excuse me, uh, uh, $1.5 million in 12 months, can he afford to give you a program that would normally sell for four hundred? $197 and give it to you for $97. It's a digital product. Of course he can. And here's the other. So I, now I know some of you think, okay, well, Mark, I don't have that kind of funnel yet. Let me show you a simple strategy. And I don't mean to, to digress here, Bobby, but this is so powerful. Let's suppose Bobby runs a local mom and pop corner store. Are there any of those in your town, Bobby? Of course. There's tons of them in my town. Now, here's how you separate the ones that are struggling to the ones that are doing fabulous. Here's what Bobby does. She goes out and finds a local vendor who sells by far the best taste, you know, consensus-wise, gourmet coffee. Now, automatically, you think, oh, Mark, this is going to be expensive. Yeah, if you do it the traditional way, it would be. But here's what Bobby does. She sells the gourmet coffee, and this is how she creates a ton of repeat customers. Let's say that gourmet coffee retails normally for $5.79 a cup, right? Well, here's what Bobby does. She goes out and invests in some plastic big gulp cups, you know, extra large big cups. And here's what she does. The first time they order an extra large coffee, she charges them retail, $5.79. But she tells them, every time you bring this cup back, that big gulp is now $1.99, $1.99. Now think about it. Would they rather go to Dunkin' Donuts and spend $4.79, $5.79 every time or come to Bobby's little corner, mom and pop corner store, bring the cup bag with them, and instead of paying $5.79 or X, they pay $1.99. But now think about what's going to happen. If they're saving that much money on the coffee, what are the odds that a certain percentage, and I would say the high percentage, are going to buy other things that Bobby sells at retail, like the donuts or the bagels or the bagels with cheese or the pastries and this or that? They're going to spend a retail on that. So what she's doing is like Walmart. She's giving away a huge discount on the front end so she can consistently net. That back end, because that person that used to come in once a week for the five seventy nine, they might come in three times a week now, spend one ninety nine up front for the coffee and get the other stuff. And you know, when they get to their job or if they own their own business, they're gonna brag about it because somebody's gonna look at their cups. Oh, what's that about? Oh, well, you know, this little corner store by my house. You buy, you pay retail the first time, and then they give you the cup. You bring the cup back, and you don't pay dollar ninety nine. And this is some of the best tasting coffee in the entire area. She's growing her business now. You best believe it. And let's take it a step further. Because oh, in your florist business, you could do this, Bobby. But I want to show these people something else. Let's suppose, let me just switch everything around. Because I got to, this is so powerful. Let's suppose Bobby is the hairstylist. She runs a hair salon. And two doors down is the nail salon. And they cross promote each other so that they give a, a, a gift certificate that says, hey, if you upsell, spend a little more money to get your nails done, you get this time sensitive coupon, you can take to Bobby's and Bobby does the same thing with the hair salon. Now, here's the next step. Let's suppose I'm a retail 
jewelry store owner, and I'm four doors down. We're all in the same strip mall to make it nice and convenient, Bobby. I come into Bobby's shop because Bobby knows my wife. They're friends. So, you know, by extension, we've been to each other's house. So I come in the shop one day and I say, Bobby, I got a, a proposition for you. She's like, hey, Mark, how you doing? What's going on? And I pull out two beautiful sets of diamond studded earrings. One set costs $450 retail and the other costs $650. And I say, Bobby, if you could get either one of these at my actual hard cost, which is, let's just say, half. So the $600 pair, you're going to pay half. The $400 pair, you're going to pay half. I say, if you could get either one at cost, which one would you like? And she said, oh, come on, the $650. So I say, here. And I hand them to her. And I say, now, you can pay me $100 a month over three months. No interest. Now, when Bobby puts on those $650 retail pair of earrings, what's going to happen, A, to the stylists that are in the shop and the current customers? Is anybody going to ask her where she got those, those earrings? Right? And she's going to say, my buddy, Mark. And she says, oh, by the way, if you spend X, I got some of his discount coupons here. I just got a date at 10 days out. If you drag, first of all, you join his list because he has a free monthly drawing every month as a strategy, ladies and gentlemen, free drawing to build your email list or your offline database. He gives away a $2,500 diamond setted necklace for the ladies and a $2,500 Rolex uh, men's watch for one guy, one guy, one gal, one guy every month win this. But she says, here's the point. If you come along, you save 10% off up to $200. But simply for dragging a friend before this date, you can save 40% off because, you know, it's huge markup in jewelry up to $2,000. Now, here's my point. I tell Bobby, I say, every one of those you give away that upsells to a customer, first time customer, I don't care what they buy. I mean, excuse me, how much they spend? I'm going to give you $100. Now, if Bobby's smart, she'll figure out what her retail uh, lease is. So let's just say it's $1,500. And she says, okay, 15 of these a month. And Mark is playing my lease. Now, what she has to figure out is what is her ratio, meaning how many of these do I have to give out to create 15 sales? Let's say it's 100, you know, so 15%. She knows on average, if she gives away at least 100 of these or more, 15 sales are going to materialize, and I'm going to give her $1,500 cashier's check, which in reality pays her lease. And if her lease is less, that's profit in her pocket. Now, here's my question, Bob. Do you think any of the other stylists would want to get in on this? Probably. Probably. And here's the way I will market it to them. For every five customers you send me in a week, I'll pay your booth rental fee. Now they say, wait a minute. All I probably have to give out is 20 of these in a week. And you're going to pay my booth. And I say, and I'm taking a step further. Every time you lead the pack, in other words, you're the one who has the most customers generated in a week, I'm going to double what I pay. So you're going to put money in your pocket, whatever your, your uh, booth rental fee is, I'm going to give you that and another match that same amount in a cashier's check. This way, when they're not in the shop, I want them carrying those cards with them and giving them out. And then I say, oh, ladies, by the way, 
I'll give you the same deal I gave Bobby, but since she's the owner, you know, I had to hook her up. She knows my wife, but I'll give you a $450 pair of diamond studded earrings at cost and you can make payments over the next four months. No interest. Now they're all rocking this way. Would I rather do this or go on local primetime television and pay thousands of dollars for an ad that very few people are paying attention to or radio? I don't think so. And you know, when Bobby does her Facebook Live, she's going to get some DM saying, girl, where did you get those earrings? Well, I could do the same thing with her, with her florist shop. In other words, I could be her back end. Now, sure, she wants to sell flowers, but the bottom line is she wants to make money. So if she's rocking my my earrings and I, once I see she's going to make some sales for me, I'll give her a diamond studded necklace to go with it. Now, when she's selling her flowers, they're going to say, girl, that is a beautiful necklace. Where did you get it? She's going to say, oh, my, you know, the jewelry store down, two store down. That's my buddy, Mark. I know his wife or his girlfriend. Where Here, let me, I have to put a date on this. It's 10 days out. And she tells him the deal. Listen, join his list. You get a chance to enter his free drawing. You never know. You might win. But secondly, just for bringing a friend, you're going to save 40% off your first purchase. No minimum but you can go as high as $1,500 and save money provided you, you drag a friend and your friend, as long as they join his list before they leave the store, they get a, a, a savings too. And then I go a step further. I say, Bobby, what's your favorite? Um, excuse me. I say, what's your slowest day or days of weeks? Oh, God, Mark, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to do something really special by having a vendor or somebody come into her store and do something. I'm going to pay for it. But this is going to draw more people to her store. So when she goes on Twitter or Facebook and says, hey, I got this thing going on this Thursday or Tuesdays and Thursdays is this day. That means her slowest days are no longer her slowest days. just. We're, we're cutting close on time and I just want to recap to make sure I appreciate the, okay. the illustrations of all the points you, you went into great detail and um, came up with some really creative answers. So I'm, what I heard from this was referrals, cross promotion, order bumps, financial incentives, and then affiliate relationships with, with a ladder program. Did I miss it? As long as they're not directly competing. You Perfect. do that, ladies and gentlemen, and your business is going to grow like a rabbit farm on a hormone, hormone diet. No well, question def- about it. You definitely over-delivered, Mark. You said three oh, and we got you. five. So good to hear. Thank you so much. This is uh, my pleasure. All right. Well, we'll get this out and everybody will get to meet Mark, the marketer. Mark, Mr. Marketer. That's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> Mr. Marketing. Yeah. Mr. Marketing. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything you needed to add before we wrap it up? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd love for you to drop by my house online. It's you, Y-O-U, canmarketonlinenow.com. I've got a free nine-page special report going to this back-end and concept. I also have a 22-part sequential follow-up email series known as the Small Business Marketing Mastery Series. Please feel free to subscribe. And if for any reason it doesn't work out for you, unsubscribe anytime you wish and we can still be friends no hard feelings awesome thank you free gifts for everyone that's always a win 
All right, Mark. <laughs> well, I have a feeling we'll still be in touch. And um, thank you again for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.